Amen. First of all, I want to say how sorry I am. Yeah, I try to be funny. and Every time I do a funny video, I'm looking at myself. Was I find, find this good? I was finding this. No, no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't find it good. But anyways, I try, right? <laughs> you would be surprised how many people uh, listen to what I do <laughs> uh, that are not safe. A lot of people uh, following me and following what I do and are touched because people, when they look at religious people, as we could say we are, they think that we're in a big cathedral church and we have robes and moments, so kind of that when they see the dynamic, the comedy, the drums, they, what? You do that in church? Yeah, we do that in church. God wants us to sing a new song. He wants us to worship, celebrate, and people are very surprised. So one of the things that came into my mind when Pastor Tony, by the way, I just want to thank you, Pastor Tony, for this amazing uh, privilege. It's been a while I haven't preached. I'm, I'm so nervous. It's incredible. I preach everywhere. I preach in Vancouver, in the States, French, a little bit of English. It's not my first language, but I'm so nervous. I don't know why. Because we have an excellent preacher. Amen. Pastor Tony is an amazing teacher. I love his teaching. So I feel it's a privilege and it's an honor. This is anointing saint uh, place. So I'm not taking it for granted. Hallelujah. But rethinking your place is a bit about what I'm doing it myself. Taking the place that God has for me. But you know what? God has a place for you also. He wants us to realize and to take the place of the kingdom that belongs to, to us. As you saw a bit before, Adam and Eve were placed in this beautiful garden. Amen. An amazing place. Uh, a, a place where they could walk around naked. Is that amazing? No. <laughs> but they didn't know. So praise God. They were just walking there and enjoying life. And not only that, they had love. He had a perfect person, a partner in his life. He had everything the man would want. And a woman had everything a woman would want. A perfect husband. Now my wife has that now. Huh? You're blessed. Ah, man. <laughs> I do have a perfect wife also. Hallelujah. God has blessed me. Uh, and so they were walking in this place. And even God says, you know what? I'm making you ring over all this place. It's all yours. You can eat what you want. You can do whatever you want. Just pick up what you want and eat it and enjoy. Isn't that what we want? Peace in life, love in life, to have our own little place to call our own. On top of that, they had God. God was with them. Walking with them was an amazing time. And I, I just can't figure out what went wrong. Yeah, people are looking for this today. People are looking, looking for love. People are looking for a, a place, a house. They want material. They want to be loved. They want to love. They're looking for that. We, we had it all. <laughs> Why did we change this? Well, uh, the sun. I, I wanted to illustrate this by this, the prodigal son. As you may see, we sometimes come to our uh, knowledge that we, we want more. It's, it's, we look at what we have. Ah. And then we start to envy neighbors, right? Start to envy. You know, you've, you know the famous uh, saying, uh, there's a guy driving his BMW. He looks at this guy who has a big Hummer. Oh, I wish I would have that Hummer. But there's the guy in the Ford, me, <laughs> looking at a guy with the BMW. Oh, I wish I would have that BMW. But then there's a guy on the motorcycle. Oh, I wish I would have that Ford. But then there's a guy in the bicycle. <laughs> I wish I would have that motorcycle. 
And then there's a guy walking saying, oh, I wish I would have that bicycle. And then there's this guy in the wheelchair. I wish I would walk. We're never satisfied, amen? We always want something more. A woman will want another husband. A man will want another wife. A guy wants another job. Someone wants a better salary. We always want something more. So we have that, that thing in our hearts that came through Adam and Eve. Because when Lucifer, or when, when the serpent came and tempted Adam and Eve, he says, you think you're going to die? You're not going to die. You'll become like God. <gasps> so that came to their mind. Oh, what? So I can even have more than this. And you know what happened after that? They ate and they sinned. Until today, man always wants to be like God. Have you noticed? They want to defy death. They want to defy aging. They want to defy what all science that you cannot imagine. They want more and they want to do more. They want to be like God. That's not going to happen. <laughs> But there's something great about all this. And if we look at Luke 15, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them a story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of the estate So now, uh, before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, uh, this son, the younger son, packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted. And there he wasted. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. He wasted all of his money in the wild living. First of all, he says, God, give me what's mine. What is yours? What do you have that comes from yourself? The, the, the breath in your lung? You invented that? Your body? Your super nice body that God gave you? I mean, that you think you, you invented by yourself? What, belong, what belongs to us? Nothing. We were practicing music. I was 15 years old. I was a drummer. You see, I, I came back to my younger youth things. I should, I, I should be better and better. Don't worry. I'm practicing. And we're at this nice house that a Christian, of, a friend of ours, uh, lent to us. And the father came down. You like the place where you're practicing? Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I built this. I took care of this with my hands. And he's a Christian guy. And, you know, I believe what he's saying. He worked a lot for what he have. And then I, I was a young, stupid Christian <laughs> saying something out of my mind. I said, well, who gave you those hands? <laughs> Who gave you those knowledge? Who gave you that intelligence? Tomorrow, you never know what could happen. As we were talking, me and Justin, just a few seconds ago, uh, Kobe Bryant had everything. He had everything. And suddenly, there's no more. So sometimes we think we're over God. Sometimes we think we have more than him. That pride that comes to our heart. And it comes to this little factor in 1 John 2. Do not love the, wor the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love of, for the Father. Uh, so, uh, well, one second. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father. Maybe I made a mistake. Or world, the Father's love is not in them. You understand, right? Maybe it's a little mistake there. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, And the pride of life comes from the world. And this is what the three things that comes to men today, what they see, oh, I want. Jealousy is one of the biggest virus in this world to want more. I want to have that country. I want to have that power. I want to have that uh, 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 money, that money and everything. 
So as you have those things, this is what happened to the son. He wanted more. Give me what belongs to me. And he, he went and he wasted everything. He wasted his life. Now, this part is, is hard because I did waste a lot of part, a lot of years of my life. I did waste, maybe not in a row, but I do waste sometimes. What does my eye, eyes look at? What does my ears listen to? What is my body doing? Today, the young people, uh, they will go do any kinds of thing just to, to grasp what? To have some partial pleasure? To have a little bit of love? Because in fact, the bottom of every lust and everything we have, it's because we want to be loved. We want to feel love. We want to have that peace. So we go and we waste our life into foolishness, into prideful. We are so proud of ourselves until one day we come in and we face a wall and, and say, so, oh what am I doing here? So the son has wasted everything, thinking he would be okay. What happens? Well, there's three, th there's three steps because, you know, as we go out of the, our way, you think that's what God wanted for us? And I'm speaking to two categories of people. You may be born again and you know who you are. And you too, maybe you probably went out of your way. You probably took a step out of the path that God had made for you. Your place in the kingdom was yours. You had so many promises for you. You took a detour. I shared a detour not so long ago. And we all sometimes do that mistake. Thinking we can do better. It's okay, God. Take a little break. Huh? I know you're pretty busy with Pastor Tony. And you're pretty busy with Billy Graham. And you're busy with those guys. You know, I can take care of this. I know you don't say this, but sometimes we just take us a moment out and saying, God, I can handle this. And as we stray away and you go and waste your thing, you need to come back. You need to realize, you need to repent, and you need to rejoice. These are the three steps I want to I wanna share with you as what I've did in my own life. And you know what? I think that if you, if you grasp uh, the, the, the heart of the, the son when he did this, It can bring you back to your calling in your life. But also I want to talk to you who is not born again. And you know who you are because born again was born again. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of people uh, following me on Facebook. And you believe in God, but you've been living your life, you know, the way you want. Does, did that help you? Did that bring you happiness? Uh, did that brought you peace in your heart? At one point, Céline Zion, everybody knows Céline Zion wrote in her book, uh, she said, I'm in this hotel, maybe $5,000 a night. Be, watching through the window, she sees only her first name, Céline. That was enough for her to be popular. Just her first name. Put Stefan, and people, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tony, I mean, Céline was enough. Everybody know who's Céline. I mean, internationally, all over the globe. And still she was there having fame, having money, having everything she wanted in this beautiful room, 5,000 bucks a night. And she felt an emptiness. She says, I feel an emptiness in my heart. Now here in her own body, her own uh, searching, she was searching for something. And many people today has this emptiness. They try, they, 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 they succeed. They have success in their work. Even, they even have success sometimes in their relationship. But at one point, You will feel that emptiness. And that emptiness is God calling your name. That emptiness is God's spot. 
That's his place to be. And we all have, to one point or another, abandoned him like the prodigal son. And now, he wasted all his money. And here he is. Uh, there's a famine taking uh, over the country, a, a, a stranger country, a strange country. He wasted his money, so he doesn't have nothing to do. And there's, he's hungry. So uh, listen, I'm going to do something. I have to work. So you, the job he got, it was taking care of the pigs. Nice job, right? <laughs> For the Jewish people, you know that this is the lowest place you can be. Imagine, he was in a kingdom with his father. He had everything, and now he's eating with the pigs. So he gathers the pig together. Okay, let us pray for this good food. <laughs> uh, because he was looking at this food and said, oh, it looks good. <laughs> you must be very low when you start to see that the pig food is appetizing. You must be very hungry. The people today is very hungry. They're looking for solutions. They're looking at stuff that is very not good. And they are, they, they're drawn by it. Why? Because they're so hungry. They're hungry about something that it's, it abides in him, but it's not there anymore. And they want it. And people today will go to believe anything they, they, they want to believe, anything they will, that the world will show them, they will grasp, oh, okay, this must be true. Because there's a hunger in this world. And they're trying so hard to live without God, to find out at one point that you need God. But that's the fact. The first thing is you need to realize, what have you become and where are you? Look, look around you. Is living without God the perfect thing to do? It, it, it makes me laugh when we see a pandemic, you know, something uh, very global. Uh, and this is only a small thing. I mean, imagine if other uh, big torments would come in this earth. And even though people are still mocking God. I got frustrated a few weeks ago, forgive me, God. I was listening to the radio, and the man at the radio was laughing about the preachers and the, and the pastors. Bah, look at those preachers going there and preaching in Jesus' name. They still use Jesus. That's a nice pair of crotch they have. Is that what they say? We say that, crutch, crutches? Yeah, they laugh at Justin Bieber because he wants to become a televangelist. They laugh at uh, Kanye West because he preaches or he sings God's songs. They laugh at everybody who talks about God, even Donald Trump. Oh, look at him. It really shocked me. In this world where we're trying to be careful about the, the people and the nations and we try to live together and they can permit themselves to mock the Christians or the believers. And in my mind, I say, well, you know what? It's not their fault. They're eating with the pigs. <laughs> They're getting satisfied with the pig's food. And it's sad when you think about it. But we need to stand fast. We need to stay as the light to also be that kind of connection for those people who don't who needs God, but they don't realize it. You need to realize where you are. He says, verse 17, when he came to his senses. Oh, glory to God. At one point in your life, you came to your senses. You were in the deep depth of your sin. I have so many bad words in my mind. So, you know, you were there with the pigs. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying. And one time, and, and as you smell all that, and you, you start to say, what am I doing here? You, 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 you gave your life to God, right? This is one thing you need to do. But you know what's the sad part about it? Some people know 
they're in the pig uh, pen. Some people know they're not happy and they stay there. What? I mean, I fall, I fail in my life. I fail in my relationship. I'm ashamed to say. I, I broke my, my, my daughter's and my son's heart for foolishness I did in my life. And I could have stayed in my foolishness. I could have stayed, well, you know what, what's the use? What's the use? I, I, you know, I want to do my own thing and uh, never mind. I, I'm going to continue there. Yes, a lot of people stay where they are just realizing but not doing nothing. But you need to realize. You need to know that you're in sin. You need to know that you're without God. You need to know that what you're doing is, is worthless. It's, it's not going to give you nothing more than death itself. Because he would stay there. He would have died. Amen? Oops, sorry. You need to come to your senses. <laughs> As you're getting stiffed by the Mr. Piggy and Mrs. Piggy. <laughs> Realizing will bring you to get out. Uh, look at Colossians 3. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. <laughs> Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. And some early manuscript coming on those who are disobedient, you used to walk in these ways in the life once you live. But now you must also get rid yourself of such things as these anger rage malice and all those stuff if those things are in your life you need to question yourself how come and paul is saying to the colossians get out of that don't stay there stop doing those things don't stay with the pigs you need to stand up come to your senses and realize where you are and when you realize it you come to repent hallelujah He says, I will set out and go back to my father. He is there having that graceful moment with the pigs. Okay, pigs, you know what? I'm not staying here. <laughs> I don't want this anymore. I will get up and I will go see my father. He is even thinking something amazing. He says, I'm going to go back and maybe I'll just be a servant. But even the servants of my dad are, are, are very well taken care of. Amen. He's, It's a better place for me there than to be here. So he says, he takes that resolution in his heart, I will go see my father. And then verse 20, he didn't say, so he got up and went to his father. We need to take a decision. You need to take a decision. Enough is enough. Christian people, believers, born again, you need to say enough is enough. I need to be different than this world. I need to be different to make a different a difference in this world. There was an atheist uh, singer. Me and my daughters, we sang into this. Uh, I think I told you a story. I'm not sure. Uh, we sang at this Radio Canada family singing thing. And there's a young man come to see me after everything was finished. And by the way, we didn't preach the gospel. But they came and filmed us at church. They saw us worshiping. They came and filmed us at our house, seeing us pray and every new year's I always give the, the blessing to my kids every new year's like my dad used to do and they, they watch that and this guy come and see me he says you know what Stefan I'm an atheist <laughs> I didn't want to say that I thought he was going to attack me but you know what because of you and your daughters the way you you speak God the way you live God he must exist 
There must be something real about this because I'm used to see the religious part of it, statues and, and rituals and all this stuff and suffering. But you guys seem to be happy and you seem to live with God. You seem to walk with this guy. He was touched him saying to me, he's an atheist. What? I was so blessed. At the same time, I was so wrong. You know why? Because at that very moment, I said to God, oh, why come I'm not in this nice TV setting all the time? <laughs> I want to become a TV star. I want to become, and I was complaining with the pigs. And God put something in my heart. He says, Stefan, be a pastor to those people. Be a, not be a pastor, but have a pastor's heart for those people. And he came to me and he talked. And I prayed for him and I said, listen, what? I'm going to tell you something. And God showed me something for him. I said, you're having a, a dilemma in your life. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. How come you know that? Ah. <laughs> God is good. Pray God. You don't want to call him God? Pray the superior. You don't want to say superior? Pray the person who was all, all over this. Pray him and ask him to show you. A week after, not exactly a week, he wrote me. He says, what? It worked. I pray God. And he gave me an answer. That means he's real. You see what I'm saying? We connect with people by who we are. We connect with people by what we do. Not just because we're in church and worshiping with our hands in the air. Oh, it looks good, huh? It looks good. It looks perfect. When you get out of these uh, doors, what's happening? What kind of life are you living? So we need to repent. You need to take a decision now. If you're not born again, you need to say it now. We don't want to end up as your life is finished uh, the next hour and you didn't have that opportunity to give your heart to Christ. Now, giving your heart to Christ doesn't mean you need to go to, to a church every day. It doesn't mean to do that religious things that we all think we have to do. Giving your heart to, to God is you can also go back to that Garden of Eden and start to walk with God. Hallelujah. To have what we're supposed to have. To be where we were supposed to be. Have a relationship with our Father. I am not worthy. He says that to the Father. As he's coming, what does the Father do? Oh, no. Not him again. He wasted all my money. Took his share. He said it was his share. But it's my work and I gave it to him. Eh? He went with these things. You know, it's funny how kids are, right? Right, Harry? Our kids go in our fridge They empty everything in the fridge. <laughs> in our pantries, they eat everything there. Like if it's theirs. Did they work for it? No. <laughs> take my room, take my TV, uh, take my place, uh, my, my nice seat in my living room. Ah, Well, that's good because it's their place. They're my kids. They can eat whatever they want. They can sit wherever they want, except when I'm there. But uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> We have that. As a child of God. And God wants that to, for us to take that place that belongs to us. So he comes back. And when, he's, when he sees his son coming, he runs after him. Hey, my son, stop everything you're doing. He is back. Hallelujah. He was a lost, but now he is found. He was dead, but now he's alive. Hallelujah. And because the son went into his arms and said, Dad, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to be here, to be called your son. A true repentance. This is a true repentance. I don't know if you know the story about uh, David who uh, cheated. He wanted more. He was in his castle. La vie est belle. Oh, 
I'm not fighting today. I let my guys go fight. Huh? And he looks out the window. He sees Bathsheba. Ooh, nice, beautiful lady right there. I think I'm going to have her. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so, hey, this is that beef. I'm the king, huh? so I'm going to take her. Well, she's somebody's wife. Uh-oh. Ah, you know what? We'll take care of that. Have him in the war. Let him, let him, let him die. I'll have her. He thinks everything is okay. <laughs> A lot of us do things like that. Not maybe like that, but I mean, sometimes we take things that doesn't belong to us. Sometimes we do things we shouldn't do, but we think we're okay. Ah, I'm in, I'm in church. I'm okay. I'm a Christian. I have that title. I'm okay. <laughs> But Nathan came to see him. Hey, what's happening? So David says, oh, no, it's not me. She saw me in my window naked and she wanted me. No. He, he tore up his clothes and he repented. And if you go read Psalm 51, it's an amazing psalm of repentance. I did a song, Create in Me. A pure heart, right? Created mean in a pure heart. I'm trying to remember in English, but renouvelle en moi un esprit bien disposé. Create in me a spirit that is well placed. Do not take away your spirit from me. It's an amazing repenting chapter. This is what true repentance is. Uh, 1 John 1, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just and will forgive us. God is willing to forgive you. And let me tell you something. He forgave me. <sighs> He will forgive you. I did wrong things in my life. I could have stayed in my piggy place, but no, I realized it. I repent. And, and I went to God and said, God, can you forgive me? And he says, yes. He knows our hearts. Amen. But while he was a long way off, uh, as you see, uh, the father has a, a heart of compassion and he threw his arm around him and kissed him. Hallelujah. And this comes to the last point this morning. This is the last point, but this is an important point as we're in the Thanksgiving uh, weekend. Amen. But the father said to his servant, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. A ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine. It was dead, but now he's alive. He was lost, but now he's found. And they began to celebrate. Well, rejoicing will bring good God's, oh, sorry for the G, uh, God's provision and God's protection. God will rejoice if you come back to him. And you know what? He's going to give you back the place that belongs to you. He came with those gifts. You know what the robe means? He's covering his son. He's giving him the title of being my son again. The first thing the son said, I'm not worthy to be your son. God puts him a coat. And this coat would be saying to him, look, everybody, he is my son. He's taking his place back. Sandals, if you know, the servants would not wear sandals. So he's putting sandals in his feet saying, you know what? You're not going to be a servant. I know you would contempt yourself by being a servant. No, you will wear sandals because you have a notoriety in my eyes. He gives him a ring. Oh, hallelujah. A ring is a new covenant, an alliance. And the ring represents authority, power. You know, the king signs papers with his ring, the seal of his ring. The ring would mean for you that not only, not only you take your place as a son, not only you're not a servant, but he's giving you the power 
He's giving you all what belongs to him in your hands. Hallelujah. The calf, well, I like to think that to be forgiven, to go through forgiveness, there's a sacrifice that has to be done. And this is the most important thing because we had a sacrifice that has been done for us. Jesus Christ. Man wanted to become God, but God became man to save us. Jesus left his kingdom. He came in this world and he preaches, I'm not from this world. And they killed him. Atrocity. They killed him in ways that we cannot imagine. He suffered so much. And every time he was having a whip, and every time he had a nail, and every time he had spit and people would pull his hair and his beard, he was thinking of you and me. He was thinking of you and me saying, I'm doing this. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for my kids here and to those who's going to come. I'm doing this for you because I want you back in my kingdom. I want you back with me. I want to get out that separation of sin that separates me and the Father. We want to have a relationship with you. Come back to the kingdom of God. Come and share the joy. Come and share the kingdom and everything that, that's in the kingdom for you to be happy. Who doesn't want to be happy? Who doesn't want to be loved? Who doesn't want to be, you know, nurtured and have all that power? We all want this. God have it for you. God have it for me. And the celebration, I like to think about that one day, one at one moment precise, the trumpet will sound. Are you excited? I mean, I'm excited. I'm always listening. Is there a trumpet? <laughs> Something going on? And God will, will blow that trumpet and us that are still living will go up and, and meet him. And the dead, the water will give up the dead and, and even the earth and everybody who is in Christ will go meet him. And we'll have that greatest celebration. You think you throw a good party? It's nothing compared to what he's preparing for you. There's a big party for us. Hallelujah. Retake the place in your kingdom. I have given them your word. And the world has hated them. For they are not of the world anymore than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out. That's important. But you protect them from evil. I want to finish by saying, if you realize that you're not of this world, if you realize that you probably cross on another place of the kingdom and you're saying, What am I doing here? And you come back to the kingdom of God. Don't think that he's going to take you away quickly like this. He wants us here. And there's a reason why he wants us here. Us believers, us born again people. He wants us to make a difference. So sometimes I look at my life. I look at myself in the mirror besides saying, oh, you're gorgeous. <laughs> I'm saying to myself, because the devil will, won't show me the good thing. huh? The devil will show you all the bad things you do all the time. That's his job, full-time. He's full-time, very well paid. He wants to show you the bad things you always did or you do, and he will do it all the time. But you need to cast that out. Ah, get lost. Because my Lord Jesus saved me, and I am under the protection of his blood. I may fall sometimes. I may miss sometimes. Don't think life is perfect. We may do mistakes sometimes. But God is always there to pick us back up, to embrace us, because we have the mental of his sonship. We are his son and his daughters. We have the ring of authority. Sometimes we don't even realize what authority we have. 
Sometimes we don't realize who we are in Christ. We don't know how much power we have. We are afraid of things, but you are more powerful than you may ever think. But through your knees, and sometimes through your cries or your, your, your tears, you can conquer so much. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you one second. Father God, we're so... Well, I hope I did what I had to do this morning to talk to your people and talk to people who are listening. My heart, when I receive this message, is just to realize that uh, there's so many...